Good afternoon and welcome to Treasures of the Heart. This is Pastor Louie and Youngman, and I am so excited to be able to start this first Sunday of February with you. Um, it is a shorter month, and so the next thing you know, you know, we'll be into spring. But uh, let's not rush, you know, moving forward too quickly. We need to embrace every day, for every day is a gift from God. And I want to thank you so much for for just continuing to follow the program, Treasures of the Heart. And um, it is just a time when I think it's so important for us to gather together. We can't be, some of us, together in church, but we can be together here through, excuse me, through the airwaves. We can be together and we can be connected by the Spirit of the Living God. And so we are uh, today in the book of Revelation chapter 16. We're going to finish that today. And this is um, finishing up the final seventh bowl of God's wrath being poured out. So last week, you know, we, we read about the six. And, um, and now we're going to be starting in verse 13. And then we'll go to the end of the chapter. So I hope that you're well, though, before we get started. I hope that if you are able to go to church, that you are safe and that you are getting filled and uh, and being able to see others. I, I hope that, you know, as these cases we pray continue to go down and those who are willing to get the vaccine, that it will help, that this will be part of the solution uh, of getting the pandemic to finally, you know, dissipate and we can get back to uh, a more normal living. So I am praying for you and um, I just praise God for you. So now let's grab a Bible, grab your tablet and a pen or whatever you need. Let's read together chapter 16 of the book of Revelation. And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, who is, right, Satan, and out of the mouth of the beast, who is the Antichrist, right, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. Now, let me just go back and, and remind you, uh, where, where are the um, unclean spirits coming from? Well, it's coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Three unclean spirits like frogs. So, you know, words come out of our mouth, right? Our breath or whatever you want to talk about with that. But we know that if these unclean spirits are coming out of their mouths, well, we also know that the unclean spirit is blaspheming God. So even though they are like frogs, if you remember back with Moses and the plagues, you know, that, that was part of the, the plagues. And so these are spirits. Now look at verse 14. For they are spirits of demons. Okay, so now here's, as John sees in the Revelation, that coming out of the three mouths of the unholy triune of evil, that there are unclean spirits coming out of their mouths. And then verse 14 tells us that these spirits 
are spirits of demons, and they are performing signs which go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them together for the war of the great day of God, the Almighty. Now, my title on this passage of scripture is Armageddon. I believe many of you probably have heard, right, about the battle of Armageddon. Some will say it's like going to be the final World War III. Um, But it is why when we read right last week in verse 12 that when that angel poured out the sixth bowl, it went upon the river, the Euphrates, and the water dried up. And because the water dried up, it made a, a way that those kings from the east could travel right over and to join in the war. So now let's, it's called the great day of God, though, the Almighty. All right, so what does that tell you? I mean, it tells us that well, you know, they're spirits of demons, they're performing signs, we got the kings of the whole world, they're going to come across to gather everybody together for the war, but it is the war of the great day of God the Almighty. Sounds like whatever's going on in this war, it's um, going to be a great day for God. Not that he enjoys all this warfare and all of that, but he is going to eliminate evil. So, Verse 15 is kind of like key, um, and it says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed, that means happy, to be envied, is the one who stays awake, keeps his garments, lest he walk about naked, and men see his shame. So, you know, this is where, you know, the Lord said he's going to come like a thief in the night. And so we know that verse 15, on this day of this war or whatever and however it's going to be, that those who stay awake, keep your garments on because the blessed is the one who does that, happy and to be envied, and that you'll be ready for his coming. You're not going to be walking around naked and feeling ashamed and and the you know, the midst of those who are still here on the earth. So now we get to verse 16. And they gathered them together to the place which in Hebrew is called Harmageddon. Now, listen, we are in the New Testament, which is written in Greek. But John in his uh, vision says that they gathered them together to the place which in Hebrew is called Harmageddon. And, of course, in the Greek, we have Armageddon, right? Now we get to see the seventh bowl and the final bowl of wrath being poured out. And I want to talk to you about that. So let's read on verse 17. And the seventh angel poured out his bowl upon the air. Now we've had it on the earth, the sea, the rivers, the streams, the sun on men. And, you know, it's just on the throne of the beast and on the river Euphrates. And now the seventh angel is pouring out the bowl of God's wrath upon the air and a loud voice comes out of the temple from the throne saying it is done. Now I don't know what that you know brings back to your remembrance but to my remembrance that brings back when Jesus was on the cross taking our sins paying the final sacrifice and as he is getting ready to die he's asking forgiveness for those who hung him there but more importantly when he hangs his head he said it's finished. It's, it's finished. 
He paid the final sacrifice. He did it. His blood he was taking to the mercy seat for, on our behalf so that he has restored the relationship that God's people can have with God. That final sacrifice for our sins, it's, it was finished, done. And so now here we have that whenever this final bowl of wrath is being poured out from the throne, this voice coming out from the temple, from the throne says, it's done. That's it. In verse 18, it says, and there were flashes of lightning, sounds and peals of thunder, and there was a great earthquake such as there had not been since man came to be upon the earth. So great an earthquake was it, and so mighty Verse 19, and the great city was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And Babylon the great was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of his fierce wrath. Now, I tell you, if God poured out his wrath upon us, we would probably melt like in Sodom and Gomorrah when she turned around and just turned to nothing, right? I mean, when if this is God's fierce wrath, I don't even want to be there to experience or to see it. But that's what it says, that remember before God to give her the cup of the wine of his fierce wrath. Verse 20, and every island fled away and the mountains were not found. And huge hailstones, about 100 pounds each, came down from heaven upon men. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, because its plague was extremely severe. So it's going to be at the end of tribulation. Really very difficult. I mean, war uh, that is going to be horrible, but it will be a great day for God is destroying evil on this earth. Now, why though, let me talk to you about this. Uh, why would the bowl be put in the air? I mean, we're talking that it is gone. You know, these seven places in seven is perfection, right? It's a completion. And so God is saying, well, yeah, this is done. But, it, you know, let me just remind you that right now, today, that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. And if you remember, I mean, it did say that, you know, that this was going to be poured out on the Satan's throne. So he is just going to, I mean, it's going to saturate the atmosphere, the air, I mean, that we're breathing, the air that, that is around us. And so this is going to be a, a really difficult time when the wrath of God is pouring out in the air. And then everything in, in around, right, is going kind of like crazy because of the great earthquake. I mean, everything's just coming apart, folks. It's just coming apart. And prayerfully, we're not here. I mean, we pray that we've already, you know, been taken up and we'll be coming back with Jesus to fight the big battle. We're going to get to hear about that later. But he is coming to destroy the works of the enemy. Let, let there be no mistake why God is pouring out his wrath, because it is going to come I mean, even though those last three and a half years, the beast is going to use the Antichrist and the false prophet to deceive the people. Even the very elect can be deceived. And so it's it, that's that three and a half years. He's going to be this Antichrist, like someone who's coming with all the answers. He's going to bring peace 
Everyone's going to see these signs. I mean, remember, he was wounded and he's going to come back to life. They're going to marvel at these uh, signs that the false prophet and the Antichrist are going to be able to do. But when it gets to the end, they're going to show their true selves. And you don't want to follow them because at this point, as you can see, God's going to have his day with evil. And God is going to win. And we are going to be blessed then if we stay awake and keep our garments, lest he can walk about naked and then we would be in shame. So we are going to be blessed for staying awake, for being aware of what was going on and to know that we are sealed with God and God's going to see that. So this wrath is not going to come upon us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, this is coming against those who are following the beast, the beast himself, and the Antichrist and the false prophet. And so as we move forward now into next week, into chapter 17, I would like for you to read ahead. I really would like for you to take this week and just take some time, whatever it is in your day, and read 17, the book of Revelation 17. Now, if you have like Google Home, you know, what I like to do is just say, you know, hey, Google, read to me Revelation 17. And uh, version Bible usually comes on for me and it will they will read the, this verse for me. So I can be in the kitchen. And so, you know, hearing comes by faith. You know, faith comes by hearing, I'm sorry, and hearing by the word of God. And so that's how I build up my most holy faith. It's how I get to be thinking and praying about what is in chapter 17, because there's a lot of symbolism here. After this, like this Armageddon, the kings are coming, God's wrath has been poured out. Now we're going to be seeing the doom of Babylon in 17, and we're going to see the victory of the Lamb. So because of so much symbolism, I'd like for you to read ahead so that when I begin to help to discern and interpret what chapter 17 is revealing to us, you know, you're not going to be trying to scramble in your mind, trying to figure it all out. You'll you'll be able to at least associate with what I'm saying. So until then, you know, I wish you God's richest blessings. I pray that the blood of Jesus covers you and your family and keeps you safe. I pray that the virus will not come nigh your door or your body or those of your loved ones, their families and extended families. I am praying that this pandemic is moving up and out of the United States and that there are no more deaths. The enemy has taken way too many now. I bind him up in the name of Jesus and I speak life to you. This is Pastor Duane with Treasures of the Heart.